When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Right, I tried to find out what's making news in the offices of the Channel 7. It might be a bit of weather uh, featuring in the news tonight. Jay might be a bit busy in there tonight, Wispy. There's a bit going on out there. Yes, she's always busy, Andy. Tonight on 7 News, an innocent man's home invasion nightmare in the southeast. Anger over toddler's snake scare in Melbourne's north. And suburbs facing months of mosquito mayhem. Uh. Um, are you experiencing that you too yes a lot of mosquitoes in your joint or not yes everywhere yeah. Yeah. yes and you kill them and there's just <laughs> blood comes like pools of chunks, pools chunks of blood stag- stagnant pools of water and all the heat yes. mm. uh, and no, yes. and blow flies there's blow flies everywhere mm. at the moment yeah yeah, everywhere. I think it's all something to do with uh, Big the too. weather and Massive, uh, the rain like and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Labradors with wings. They're Real gigantic. Well exactly. fed ones. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. In sport, uh, Tipper, back where he belongs at Essen. Ah. Tom Mitchell on his awkward Hawthorne return moment. Victoria slumps to a 105-year low. And how a dog walk turned into a World Cup dream. Jane's along with the weather, as I said before, and she'll be telling us exactly what's going on out there. Peter Mitchell with 7 News at 6. I was reading somewhere there's uh, some forecast of a tornado in Victoria. Did you read that earlier today? In northern Victoria, yes. Is yes. that up in the, like, your I, neck of the woods? Like your, the I haven't in... seen that. No, I haven't no. seen that uh, on the rundown, so I'm not sure that it's actually <laughs> right, taken right. place anywhere today. Right, no, I don't know. I'll look for you though. Hey, yeah. do you like just? Hey, did you catch up? Did you catch up with Jeff uh, Saturday's press conference? You sh- you got to play some of that. When it's was it fantastic. on? When was it on? It was on to. I'm pretty sure it was today. Oh, I, I thought you said it was now. I thought you said it was on Saturday. No, this is a new one. This is oh. a freshie, I think, with people questioning whether or not he should be coaching and all that sort of stuff. It's how fantastic. He go? How did he go? You could play. You could play two minutes of it. It is that good. All right, well, it's the new coach of the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts. He's gone right. straight out of commentating. Into yep. well, well, okay, we will, uh, we'll get we will and, and tell on that. defending himself. Defending himself, his mm. reputation, nice. where he's been. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. No, really we'll do that. Do you, it looks like the, uh, there's a rumour out of, or reports out of Adelaide, that mm. Gil McLaughlin will confirm tomorrow the magic round in South Australia uh, for mm. next 40 Are you a fan of this magic round in the AFL? Um, only if Essendon can uh, recruit David Copperfield in time. <laughs> right. And, and Siegfried, Siegfried Roy. <laughs> right. Right. Do they do magic, do they? As, yes. Do they do? They can't do sure enough. In yeah, fact, yeah. I think they might have expired both those guys. Right. Mm. Anyway. Uh, all right. All that's right. good work by you. As you were. Uh, thank you very much. Tim Watson and the team in the Channel 7 newsroom from 6 o'clock tonight. There's a bit oh, to get through. As there is, we've just sort of gone the halfway point of the WBBL season. Has it necessarily been the season that the girls of the uh, Melbourne Stars WBBL team would have been hoping for, but it's not too late to turn that around, is it, Lauren Winfield-Hill? 
or Tess Flintoff, who have been good enough to join us on the show. How are you two? Yeah, really good. Um, I think it's one of them things, isn't it, where this, you know, we're not necessarily placed where we would want to be at the halfway stage, but we have. We've only played six games. Mm. You know, we've had we've had eight games, two rained off, so mm. there's still plenty to play for. Um, and I think there's still loads of belief in the group that we've played some good cricket. We've just got on, you know, on the rough side of a few results, but there's massive confidence and, and energy and enthusiasm amongst the group. Well, that's right. When you it's look at the, you look at the uh, the ladder right now, you've played well. You've you've been involved in eight, two wins, four losses, and two. Just the, the weather conditions said, ta-da, we can't play today. So how do you deal with that? Like, with with in order to say, well, what is our our upside, where can we get to? Are you still thinking, well, hang on, we're a, we're a team that can still contend for a title? Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, what we're playing for if we don't. I think, that, you know, in the group, like I said, we've we've played some really good cricket. Mm. Um, we've done lots of fantastic things that give us a lot of confidence as a group. And I think, you know, you can only look forward. And if we look at the next sort of six fixtures, um, I think the next... Four, we can we can certainly look to put our best foot forward, and then you're almost playing two semi-finals at that at that last weekend. So, you know, outwardly, I think people look at the table and results, and and potentially even at the start of the competition, you know, right as off as that young team that that probably won't be up there. But I think within the group and um, the sort of feel around the environment and the team and amongst the staff and the players is is certainly not that. It's look forward. How do we piece together? You know, I still don't think we've played our best game yet. How hmm. do we piece together our best all-round performance in the next game and then take it game by game? So in a tournament like, you know, the 100 or the WBBL, when you're sort of moving around and there's short time between games, do you get much of a chance to work on your craft? Like from a training perspective, in between games, do you have any meaningful nets or can you get any sort of open field sessions or any of that sort of stuff in? Um, yeah, I suppose it's probably a little bit tricky with uh, the, the schedule and yeah, all the travelling um, around. But yeah, there are we definitely get lots of opportunities to train, and I suppose you just got to make the most of them. Mm. Um, yeah, when you do get that, and I think we've had a nice week at, at home this week, especially. So we spent a bit of time in Melbourne, which has been really nice. Um, yeah, and sort of refresh before this busy schedule coming up. You'd be feeling good about your cricket in particular. You would have been sitting back the other day watching it knocking around all over the place, and it. 16 ball, 51 not out. Outrageous. I mean, that, that is, that's actually ridiculous. Seen like a pumpkin. That is stupid. Uh, what, take us into the moment. Did you, how was the match poised? Was it the, the surge, had the surge been taken straight away? Take us back to the moment for those who didn't see it and talk us, not necessarily ball by ball, you can if you want, but take <laughs> yeah, us through the situation <laughs> of the game and, and how it all came together. Yeah, so I was pretty lucky that I came in at it. Um, sort of our top order got off to a pretty good start. So Lauren, um, Capsi and I think Belzy made a few up up front. So, yeah, I sort of came in and there were a few runs on the board and uh, we had taken the surge and we lost a wicket and that's sort of my role this year to sort of come in then. So, and it's pretty pretty batter-friendly conditions at North Sydney Oval. So I think everything was in my favour and, yeah, it was just nice to get a couple out in the middle. It's fun to watch. Hey, uh, you know, was it for nice oh, yeah. sitting there on the, on the sidelines watching that? Yeah, no, it was great. I think... You know, like Tess came out and it was all very chilled. Um, I just sort of said, just play what you see and, and have a go. And then first ball, bang, straight out the screws, <laughs> one bounce four. And I'm thinking, what on earth am I messing around at down this end? Um, but I think, yeah, that's the that's the beauty of, the, you know, that is one of the massive strengths of this Stars team is that different people have, have had their day out on, on in different occasions. Mm. We're not relying on any sole player. Um 
and yeah it was a phenomenal knock i think and that was about as close that was sort of our blueprint mm. i reckon as close as we've we've played to our, our full potential so it was it was certainly a day that we'll be looking to replicate. Hey, Tess, uh, I've been the, the uh, Australian Sport Hall of Fame. They have that uh, mentoring sponsorship program. Do you actually get a mentor? Like, as part of that, have you had a mentor as far as getting some help in regards to just guiding you and enlightening you of the challenges of a professional athlete? Um, no, I didn't actually have a mentor, but, yeah, I was I was super fortunate to be a part of that. Um, and they've helped me with, yeah, plenty of things, um, put some money towards some study and some, some things to help out with that. So, yeah, I can't thank them enough for their support. Mm. So, from but from a mentoring perspective within a tournament like the WBBL, I mean, it's, I'm going to ask you to say something about your teammate here who's sitting in the room with us. Mm. So there's a chance you're going to feel compelled to say something nice about <laughs> it, even if you didn't want to. But to be able to share a locker room and a, play in a tournament with somebody like Lauren, who's, you know, done it all in the women's game and has still clearly got more to give. As a teenager, when you get to play with someone like her, how much of a sponge are you to, to watch the way she goes about her cricket and from a preparation perspective and a, and a performance perspective? Yeah, uh, she, she's got the nickname The Vet, actually, by one of her. <laughs> the Vet. She, she's probably right. sick of getting, yeah, getting yeah. told she's experienced. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, she obviously does. Doesn't mean we're saying you're old, by the way. No. Experience doesn't... doesn't it's uh, just a number, isn't it? Of course it's it is, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but, yeah, it's it's been incredible to have Loz a part of our team and I think she's been really helpful for not just me but, um, yeah, all of, our, all of our team. And, yeah, like I said, she's got plenty of experience, played a lot of cricket um, at a high level. So, yeah, just absorb as much as we can, whether that's, yeah, in the games or at training. Um, yeah, it's been really cool. Well, you mentioned the vet and the age thing. We've been watching you, you know, whether you be playing for England or coming out to, you know, the WBBL for years. To my eye, you've never looked fitter. Like, you look cut this year and fit you, you, you know you, you are 32 but 32 is young particularly compared to us mm-hmm. do you feel as fit as you've ever been yeah i think to be honest my all-round game's probably in the best place it's ever been i think i'm probably in as good a nick as i've ever been in physically mentally cricket wise everything i think you probably get to an age as well where you you just want to play for as long as you can yeah. don't you like this yeah. is literally the best job in the world like i've loved coming to melbourne i love the girls i love being part of the big bash and you know you, sport in the grand scheme of things is a short-lived thing isn't it so i think it's something that i do like to really take good care of myself and because your biggest asset as a cricketer or an athlete is your availability you know mm. if you if you fit and you can play every game mm then, you know, that's what teams want. That's what you want as a, as a player to play as much as you can. So I think it's definitely something that I've, I've probably been mindful of over the last sort of four or five years is like how do I maintain tip-top condition mentally mm. and physically to make sure that, you know, like we joke about being the vet and the veteran and been 32 or whatever. But I think nowadays, you know, you can easily, like, you can easily play 35, 37 mm. If you, mm-hmm. as a batter as well. You know, if you can keep yourself fit. You look at someone I was, you know, I played, he played at the Superchargers in the 100 when I was there. You look at someone like Faf Duplessis, mm. who's, I don't know, 36, 37, whatever he is, in the, you know, in the shape of his life mm. and doesn't look like slowing down anytime soon. Mm. 
Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you'd be stupid to not try and mm. play as long as you can. Hey, we, we, every time we have um, the, the women cricketers coming in here, one over a long period of time too that we've had uh, the, the guests come in, we always talk to them about the balance that we see and the balance you have in the, the men's game in regards to test cricket. And they mm. all they always seem really... We've been talking about sports envy earlier on in, the, in our program. Uh, is it changing as in regards to uh, getting more of the longer format of the game in the women's game? And, and is that a priority? Does it does it really matter? Um, I think it's certainly something you know, like amongst the obviously the English season, we've had um, we've had Test cricket being introduced. You know, we've played South Africa and India, and then obviously it's always part of the Ashes. So I think it's something that we're trying to see introduced more and more. Um, whether it will take off as a as a sort of format that they will stick with at international cricket, I still think it's sort of that fine line between, you know, you you still want that that standard to be really high, mm-hmm. um, and and making sure that when you play those multi you know those multi format series, it's probably against the right opposition mm-hmm. at the right moment. Mm-hmm. So it's a showcase piece rather than, you know, like I feel like women's sport often has. It's, they're almost waiting for you to fail in terms of, oh, that doesn't work. It's a terrible product. The standard's awful. So I think you've always got to be mindful of when you put it out there, who who, who you're sort of showcasing and making sure that, you know, it, it is a good entertaining product. Do you stop listening to Looking that? for a reliable career as an independent supporter? Oh, well, miss your favourite show. I don't know what happened then. That's called a gremlin. That's a gremlin. And just these things happen from time to time. Have you stopped hearing all that stuff? Like, you've been around for a while and you're just coming into the caper. But when you hear the critics who, you know, and it's it's always coming from the same kind of subsection of the supporter base. Um, Have you got to the position now where it doesn't get in maybe the way it did once upon a time? Yeah, I think, you know, you've got to... That's not your job, is it, to worry about what whether people think it's a good product, whether it's, you know, a competitive game or not. I guess your job is to just... Like, we're entertainers, aren't we? Mm. We're trying to put our best foot forward and play as well as we can. And if, if people like that, great. And if they don't, then there's not really a lot you can do about it. They can it. go and watch something else, you know. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Exactly. You know, I could just go and watch something else, you yeah. know. Plenty of people who do like it. So when you think about your future, do you see... T20 cricket, do you see, hopefully you see Australian representation and that's I'm sure something we'll, we'll ask you about in a moment. But do you see, you know, long form four or five day games of cricket in white clothes or do you see Australia and franchise cricket, the 100, the IPLs coming in, you know, there's going to be, this is going to grow. It's, it's, it's only going one way, women's cricket. At 19, is, what, does the, what does the future look like in your um, mind's eye? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably sitting a bit on the fence with this. I feel like it's yeah, it's probably going to be a mix of everything. But um, yeah, I think it's really exciting with the franchise cricket. You know, the IPL and I think the PSL getting up and running yeah, next yeah. next year, I believe. So yeah, it's a really exciting time for for women in cricket. And um, but yeah, I think looking forward, there's probably going to be a mix of everything. And like Loz said, whether it works or not, um, we're not sure. But yeah, I suppose time will tell. How exciting is it to be in the, in women's sport now? We're here we've got you know, the AFLW, the WNBL, uh, women's sports really taking on your eight seasons into the WBBL. You come out here, you know, um, for a couple of months a year uh, and experience it all. To be in, in as a professional women's sports person right now, how exciting is it to be part of this kind of 
brave new world that we're that we're living in. Yeah, so it links into the question before, isn't it? Like, why on earth would you not want to be part of it for and play as long as you possibly can? Because it's sort of it's taken a long time to get to this point, hasn't mm. it? You know, like when I first started playing um, international cricket for England, you know, I was working in schools alongside it, coaching, having to run after little yeah right. tens all day and then <laughs> yeah. go train at sort of six seven o'clock at night to be then touring the world playing in you know playing in different competitions playing with new players learning from you know different players young and old um yeah like it, it, it there's no there's no better time to be involved than in women's cricket than there is now well your, fa- you, well, well, your family's experience i mean your, your wife's playing in the world rugby league mm. world cup at the moment for england so you, you're getting to see it from both sides of your family just what the opportunities that sport can provide at a professional level at the moment yeah, and it's it's awesome, you know, like Courtney's journey is, is crazy, really, is obviously she was a professional cricketer over here yeah. and then she's gone, moved to the UK and she's debuted in a World Cup at 35. Mm, it's just bizarre. It's bonkers. But it's, <laughs> it is bonkers. It, but it's, you know, it, it, is. it just, like, it's one of those things where a lot of her era of, of sport, you haven't had that same support and exposure, etc. And she's obviously towards the back end and, and, and getting the, you know, the, how the beauty of where women's sport is now. But, you know, if you'd have said to her five years ago you'd be, de- you know, making a World Cup debut at 35, she'd have probably <laughs> fallen off the chair. Yes. But uh, when you, we talk about that, in order for the, the game to grow, it's it really does start at the lower levels. And uh, about the resources that are available for, for women's and women's cricket, uh, is, it, is it there where there is enough of the pyramid in place, where there's enough financial resource, and I guess this is more directed at YouTube test because as a someone coming through and getting those opportunities, do you feel like there are the resources where you can be fully professional at that next tier under, those girls that aren't quite there, that they're still getting the resources to stay in the game and come up through the ranks? Yeah, absolutely. I think cricket's in a pretty good spot at the moment. Um, I think we're probably one of the most well-paid sports around the world for women, um, which is really exciting. And I think, yeah, I mean, for someone like me, I've been able to come in and haven't had to work or anything. So I've been incredibly fortunate. And I think that's, the, yeah, where we want to get to. And it's only getting better. I think there's a new MOU coming up soon. So, yeah, it's only going to, like I say, keep getting better. So it's That's great. I love the that fact, is great. I love the fact that you say you haven't had to work. Bigger, you know, like the, what you're doing is working. You're probably working harder than most 19 year olds uh, out there at the moment. To be honest, you happen to be doing something you love doing, which is, which is perfection, really. I mean, it's what we're all kind of seeking. But I, I suspect you're working pretty hard. Oh, I mean, yeah, there probably are elements of uh, yeah working hard. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose, like I said, I'm super fortunate that I've come in at a, a good time. I know years ago, and as Loz said, um, obviously when she was sort of coming through, that it, it wasn't that easy. So yeah, we're we're really really lucky. So we we'll ask you whether, and again, she's in the room, so you're probably going to have to answer it in a certain way. But the, the Australian women's cricket team has been a powerhouse, arguably our, our most successful sporting team for the better part of a decade, men and women combined. They have been awesome. They've been pushing the boundaries and setting new standards, setting a standard for the rest of the world to chase, and they're hard to catch. But they are they're getting on, some of, these, some of these players. And we are at a stage now, I think, where we're looking, who are the next ones to come through? You've come a long way in a short period of time with your cricket. Are you? Do you dare to dream that... You know, maybe Australian representation is is you know within your reach. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I don't want to play for Australia. I think that's obviously obviously the end goal. But, um, yeah, obviously it's a really strong team at the moment and I'm just trying to yeah do my best at domestic level and then see what happens from there. But there's some really exciting young talent around the competition and the WBBL showcases that beautifully. So, yeah, I think Australian cricket's in a pretty good spot at the moment. Has she got what it takes, do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I think... I oh, know, I'm not just saying it because she's... <laughs> she's about two feet away. No, I think she's cut from the cloth that's exciting for international cricket. You know, bowls with good pace, mm. unbelievable fielder and whacks out the park. What, you know, what's more exciting? <laughs> good combo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's one of those things where... You, you just got to give her give her time to mm. to show what she can do and express herself. And but I've got no doubt that at some point, like she'll be wearing Australian colours for sure. Um, I think, like you say, just a gun athlete and and cut from that sort of mould that is the future of women's cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's fast pace. You want people to whack it out of the park and bowl quick. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to play alongside. It's exciting to watch as a as a viewer. So I definitely think that. You know, I think there's some there's some great talent in in the stars group collectively. You know, that's that was probably the most exciting thing for me to come as as the vet is, um, <laughs> you know, because there's so many great youngsters, mm. um, and that helps me as a as a more senior player to still be you know excited and enthused and to help other people and share your experiences. But you know, it's fun and we're all learning off each other, and there's some some really good talent amongst the Melbourne girls. So so as a young quick. There's a couple of things here. How mindful are you of how fast you bowl? Like, are you are you having a fight with the speed yarn? Are you conscious of you know where your speed's at and and you know where you can get it to? Um, yeah, I suppose it's it's probably pretty well known that I have um, yeah gained a few kilometres this season, but probably haven't had quite the control that I would have liked. Yeah, so it's sort right. of that yeah fine line between yeah trying to find a balance between the both of them and it's yeah probably something I'll just keep working at over the next little bit. So we've seen you know a couple of young quicks around the place you know Taylor Valemic and Lauren Cheadle before her and there's probably one or two others who have had some you know shoulder back related issues on the way through. How in terms of the you know the physical preparation and development of you how mindful are you and people around you to make sure that you know the stress loads are managed and and they're not too great yeah obviously Loz spoke about it before if you can get it stay on the park then that's the most mm. important thing um so yeah i've probably worked pretty closely with our snc at um victoria uh this this pre-season just trying to get as strong as i can um for that injury prevention side of things but yeah it's something that as a young player i feel like injuries are sort of you know it's not something you want but it's sort of something you've got to I don't know, sort of accept along the way, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I just try and do everything I can to sort of prevent that and then go from there. Tess Lindhoff and Lauren Winfield-Hill in the studio with us. Is it, is it, how much fun is it? How much fun is it just being involved? So there's the professionalism and, you know, you want to win and, you know, there's the stresses and the commentary and all the rest of it. But at the heart of it all, travelling around the world playing cricket as a, you know, as a, as a, as a experienced player and as a young player... <laughs> How much, how much fun is it? Yeah, well, I think you can see that. I think especially amongst our group, like we're having, we're having the best time out there. You know, it's, we, have a, we have great fun. Um, and, and I've definitely felt that as part of this group. I think that's the, that's the beauty of it is, you know, we are, we're just expressing ourselves and, and just having a good time out there. Mm. Is, is it important to... The women seem to play with a smile on their face. I don't know if you're aware of this, Keithy, but the women seem to play their sport with a more of a smile on their face 
than the fellas. And I wonder whether that will change. I wonder whether down the track when it becomes more professional and, you know, all the rest of it, I wonder whether that changes. But uh, it does appear to be the case that there is there is that amongst the women's game. Does it, from even from a competitive perspective with those you're trying to beat, is there still that part of the um, the the contest that is kind of in some sort of perspective? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's just like female nature, but like I, know, I certainly know like you care for your teammates. They become your friends and you want them to do really well and, mm. and you want to share that journey and, and enjoy what you're doing together because like you say, it doesn't feel like a, a working day or, you know, a game day or a training day if you're mm. enjoying what you do. I think it's easy to sort of get wrapped up in you know, putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And I certainly felt like that for a lot of my career. And you get to a point where you're just like, let's just like lap all this up. Mm -hmm. You know, just get around the girls that you're playing with, bring the best out in each other, you know, express yourself, have a great time out there. Because I think the hardest thing to do and the thing that everybody's trying to do is like keep that like little kid mentality. Mm. It's like, why did you play? Well, you played because you loved it. Um, And if you can sort of stay connected to that, it's a lot more fun. Does it excite you the fact that we've, if you think in years to come, to both of you, uh, in, when if the game <laughs> becomes more global and you're thinking, well, my career is going to be that I'm going to be going around to all these different countries, is that something that's exciting or is it something you go, gee, this, this, this may turn a lot of people off because it, you're going to be away from home for a, a long, long period of time? I mean, I love being away from home, to be honest. So. <laughs> I suppose when you're 19 or whatever, younger. <laughs> no, it is something that's incredibly exciting. As I said before, sort of the, the IPL and the PSL, like there's some really cool opportunities and it's it's something that's just going to continue to grow. So the, the chance to travel around the world, and I haven't done that yet, um, but I'm sure Loz can confirm that like it's, yeah, it's incredible just exploring new places, playing in new conditions, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's mm. really exciting. And what's it like when you get to it, when you see a tournament like the 100, and we saw we saw it on the tally over here, obviously, but you turn it on and they're sellouts. The venues are packed and there's so many beautiful cricket grounds, particularly in England, that are tailor-made for a T20-type competition, particularly the the women's version, you know, t- 8, 10, 12,000 sort of seat stadiums. But you, you turn them on and there's not a seat in the place. There's lines of people waiting to get in. Ticket the the sold, the sold out signs are up early. When you hear the buzz and then you walk out for a warm up and you see that, um, how much validation do you get as a player that oh, okay people are um, watching and turning up and enjoying what we're doing? Yeah, it's a massive event. You know, like I remember even the first game of the hundred like last year was. It was really overwhelming because you got like the fireworks and yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. happening and <laughs> it you know it, it's. It was a it was a massive occasion. I think the best the best thing about you know getting big crowds and in that competition was, like for me, was seeing young boys with females on the back of their shirt, yeah. and I was like, that yeah, is really great. cool. Yeah, you know, because a, a young female having. I don't know, Flintoff on the back of their shirt. That's cool because they're aspiring to be like Tess Flintoff. But for a young boy to acknowledge and respect women's sport and to have them, you know, that name on the back of their shirt, I was like, that's powerful because if you then go, if they go to school and a little girl wants to play cricket, they don't go, oh, girls don't play cricket. They go, yeah, and I, like, I love women's mm, cricket. Yeah, I've got yeah. their name on the back of a shirt. You know, so I think that was the, that was the coolest thing for me was to see young boys 
with female athletes' names on the back of their shirts. Mm. It's completely normal, isn't it? Like, it's completely normal. You grew up in a footy family, Tess, but when you were when you were 12 or 13, the WBBL was starting and Lauren was coming out and playing and we were seeing, you know, girls who were about your age, like Elise Perry and Elisa Healy, who were starting out. Can you remember, as a, as a pre-teenager... Um, the impact of the, you're competing with and against them nowadays, but the impact that they had on your um, imagination? Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing boys footy and cricket, so mm. that was sort of all I was exposed to. And, and at that time, pretty much all that was on the TV as well. So um, I think Dad took me down to a, a WNCL game at the Junction Oval and I got to meet Elise Perry. And I think from there, I just yeah became obsessed with it. And then more and more, it started to come on TV and sort of became a bit real. Um, so yeah, players like that, and there's there's plenty more others, have been yeah incredible for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who's the biggest rival for you? Rivalry makes sport. It's what ticks it over and, you know, as every year goes by, you know, they develop. Is it the Crosstown rival, the Renegades for you, Bikes, or is it the Sydney Sixers? Is there a team that you particularly would like to beat more than any other in this competition? Because you've, you've got one, you're running into one on Saturday at the Junction Oval. Is, it, is there one that you like to beat more than the other? I don't know why, but I think the Sydney Sixers. Mm, good. Some re- yeah, I yeah. don't know exactly where it's started. No, no, not the cross. I would have guessed the, no. the more the, the, the local stuff. Yeah, I don't know I don't why, know, but I don't, I don't, I it's a bit more satisfying. They, can't, they, can't, won't, they won't say this, but they don't rate the Renegades. <laughs> oh, right. It's the stars of the big dogs in town. and no the Renegades. Are, you, I didn't realise it was like that with you. Nipping girl. at their heels. Really? They, they want to be the Melbourne stars. Everyone Completely knows disrespecting that. the it's Renegades. A bit like, it's a bit like the Sixers and the Thunder as well. Thunder <laughs> want to be the Sixers. They never will be. Everybody knows that. So it's the stars and the Sixers, right? That's, oh, that's what it's all. Is that what it's all about? Yeah, we'll, we'll run with that. Right. We'll back ourselves. Yeah, we go with it. <laughs> um, thanks for coming in, you two. Uh, hopefully we get some great weather and we get a magnificent doubleheader down at the junction on Saturday. And let's get on a roll, shall we, for the second half of the tournament. No more washouts and nothing but Ws yeah. for the girls in green for the rest of the tournament. And let's see where it gets you. Thanks for coming in. Good on you. Lauren Whitfield-Hill and Tess Flintoff joining us in the studio. We're here for Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it. And Berwick BMW pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery.